Welcome, everyone, to episode four of Wavelength, the official Brave Wave podcast. I'm your host, Brett Elston, and as always, joined via Skype by our dear friend, Mohammed. <laughs> How are you, Brett? I'm good. Uh, it's, uh, we were just talking offline about uh, getting my heater repaired, but uh, it will soon be... The saga of my cold house will be over soon, and uh, back to the warmth of uh, recycled air blowing through my house. Yeah, in Kuwait, it's, it's mostly uh, hot uh, you know, through the whole year. Right now, the weather is really nice. I think I think today the, the high was 22, something like that. Uh, I was... Uh, doing my uh, daily run slash jog two hours ago and, and it was really a nice breeze but uh, I don't look forward to I, this is the perfect weather yeah I, like if I'm God then this would be the weather that would just be everywhere but um, I don't look forward when it gets really hot but uh, yeah I, I like now but that maybe <laughs> maybe you don't just because you broke your heater well you didn't break it but yeah it's well I shouldn't have put all that salt in there I don't know what I was thinking when I did that <laughs> but um I know man this is going to be the weakest uh, transition of all time but the, speaking of the weather uh <laughs> the the east coast is usually pretty cold this time of year and magfest was this weekend uh <laughs> over there in the DC Maryland area and I, I'm a little bummed because I, at one point late last year, did have a ticket to go. Like I bought a, got a hotel room. I'd arranged like a pass to go and actually attend Magfest for once. And I still, despite you know years of game music adoration and been doing a podcast for four years and even more stuff before that, I uh, just still have never been and really intended to go. But just uh, you know, as often happens when you plan months ahead, other stuff comes up and other expenses and the aforementioned heater. Uh, just it made more sense uh, to maybe try to go next year. Um, so mm-hmm. unfortunately, I missed it. Um, and I obviously, I'm assuming you did as well. Yeah, uh, I've never been to MacFest, even though I'm a huge fan of it. I, I'd love to go just because uh, a lot of the bands and artists that play there are people that I love: Metroid Metal, Daniel Cannell, Daniel Cannon, Chipzel. She came from the UK, and uh, of course, uh, Manami Matsumai went, composer of Mega Man. Uh, and integrate uh, uh, like the ho- their whole band uh, Ippo Yamada and uh, Ryo Kawakami, the composers of Mega Man 9 and 10 and the Zero game. So it's a good year to go to MacFest, and I'm sad that I didn't go. Hopefully, hopefully next year. Yeah, the good thing is the fame of it is like like all good conventions slash festivals do. They you know sometimes it's a slower burn than others, but. This one's finally inspired kind of a West Coast analog. I think Rock Age uh, is usually February or March now here on the West Coast mm-hmm. in the San Jose area. So that's something that's a little easier for me to go to. Um, and frankly, everyone in California, Arizona, mm. Southwest, or uh, or the West Coast in general. So that's cool. But then also MAGFest itself is finally like getting you know a lot uh, you know more guest speakers, guest musicians, people that when this thing started, I'm sure they had no intention or expectation that these people would ever come uh mm. to a hotel in, in maryland and now yeah like you just said that that list of people and performers that all showed up and i mean there have been a, a ton of great names that have already been there in the past but it's just exciting to see that it's it's not like capped out or kind of hit its peak it's still it's still yeah. every year getting a little bigger a little bit more legitimate and it's just awesome and next year i hope is the day is the year uh that i can actually go it looks really exciting, and I think we're at a time where a lot of the Japanese composers are uh, 
looking at what we do at Brave Wave and wanting to really just do stuff outside of Japan. So I'm pretty sure, like, in the upcoming years, we'll see more Japanese composers, like people who don't really have any relation to Brave Wave, but simply uh, want to perform um, in the US or Europe going to MacFest. And uh, one of the things that I like this year is um, Austin Wintry, the composer of uh, Journey, uh, who also contributed one track to my our first album, World One Two. Um, he had a Kickstarter called Journey Live, and I, I packed it. I don't really remember if it was just taking Journey's music and playing it live, or if it was the idea of of uh, uh, playing it live in an orchestra and having someone play play it. Like may- maybe that's the idea of the Kickstarter. But uh, at MacFest, uh, Austin did just that. He was there with the orchestra. It was the first time playing that uh, Journey Live, like his his plan, his Kickstarter plan. And uh-huh. uh, I think they had someone from the audience maybe play the game and the music played with it, something like that. I- I'm not sure just because I didn't see it. I- I'm not there. But uh, it's really amazing seeing like not just like this year, not just Japanese composers, but even the really some of my favorite Western composers just going there and still trying to innovate with that space and like debuting something like that at MacFest. So it's exciting. I did enjoy watching, uh, like almost in a voyeuristic sense, uh, watching like Alex and Manami Matsumai and uh, also Patrick Kulikowski, who's helped uh, you guys on other stuff with the Street Fighter album. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's been on VG Empire, my game music show, watching everybody just tweet and send Instagram videos. And like, while I'm not in the, I'm not in the audience, you know, you get a little sampling of like, oh, here's this, you know, song done up in jazz. And now here's people just in the hallways doing something on some string instruments. And it just seems like. Everywhere you turn, there's something exciting to see, and if you like game music, there's it's it is the place to be. So I did yes, enjoy at yes, least okay. in least in the modern era, uh, we can get all these cool clips uh, of nothing. Else. Yes, yes, definitely. Okay, I know that's kind of a short first segment, but uh, that's what happens sometimes when you're doing these shows. Uh, you get to uh, you get a a brief intro and then a beefier second half, which is what we're going to do in this case. Uh, and as we fade into our break here. After our quick MAGFest discussion, we'll, we'll play a little bit of Austin Wintory's uh, Circles featuring Tina Guo from uh, from the aforementioned World 1-2. Still for sale, store.bravewave.net. Uh, the whole album, of course, as you know, is quite good. But if somehow you have not picked it up yet, uh, here's a quick sample. And then when we come back from a break, uh, we're going to talk about a topic uh, that hopefully you all can join in on on the site uh, underneath on the comments on uh, the Brave Wave blog. We'll talk a little bit more about what that topic is and how you can participate when we come back.
Hey everyone, we're just taking a quick break in between segments here to talk about a special album that just came out, Retroactive Part 2. Now if you've been listening to the show since episode 1, uh, you're probably aware that this album uh, launched in the past few weeks, um, again from Keiji Yamagishi who brought us Retroactive Part 1, and also a little something you may know as Ninja Gaiden. Uh, we talked to him in an extensive interview back in episode 2, so if you did miss that, uh, we do encourage you to go back to iTunes or the Brave Wave blog at bravewave.net slash wavelength and uh, give it a listen. But the song that's playing underneath us right now is one of my favorite tracks off of Retroactive Part 2 called Eastern Sky. And as you've heard before, this is kind of like almost a a miniature video game soundtrack where you'll progress through levels. And this is almost sort of an ending or a uh, release feeling. And as I walk around with headphones in and I'm looking at, you know, a sunset or just general landscape uh, beauty in the background, it's a perfect song to have. Uh, especially if you're doing any kind of sightseeing or just need a chill-out moment, I really encourage you to check out this song uh, on Retroactive Part 2. And, of course, the rest of the album, quite good. Uh, Much more energetic and upbeat than this song, but that's why I I think this song stands out so much. And if you want to give this a listen uh, in its entirety, uh, again, go to store.bravewave.net and look for Retroactive Part 2. And while you're there, you'll see many of our other albums, such as Street Fighter 2, The Definitive Soundtrack, World 1-2, The Complete Collection, Heartbeat Circuit, Journey, Influx, a lot of great stuff there from a lot of great composers. Each episode in our breaks, I'd like to try to highlight one, and in this case, given that uh, Retroactive is pretty new, uh, I thought it was uh, appropriate to give him an additional shout-out. But I don't need to harp on it any longer. I'm guessing if you're listening to this, you already know it's out. But in that case, if you do know, please tell a friend. Tell them that the Ninja Gaiden composer made a new album. And that sentence alone usually gets people's ears to perk up. And the more people that check this out means it's way easier for us to get more stuff like this done in the future. So again, storedupbravewave.net. Eastern Sky will take us out and bring us into the next part of the show. And if you're looking for other ways to keep in touch with us, again, bravewave.net, Bravewave Music on Twitter uh, are both easy, great ways to keep in touch with us on the show. Um, But as always, reviewing and rating on iTunes helps as well. But without further yammering on my part, let's get back to the show.
All right, welcome back to Wavelength Episode 4. Uh, again, thanks to you guys and Keiji Yamagishi for Retroactive Part 2. I've had it on my uh, phone now for a couple weeks, and anytime I, I usually ride my bike and don't listen to music when I ride just out of safety, but anytime I'm taking the train or bus, that's usually what I'm listening to, and that Eastern Sky has been a song that has really stuck out to me. Uh, I, I love uh, Keiji's idea of making... Uh... Uh, retroactive part two kind of like a game where you have the first uh, track like kind of like be stage one and then you have stage two and then a chaotic code uh, which is my favorite track it's uh, like his intention with it is uh, I've said this before but his intention with it is for it to be like the final boss theme and then after that comes Eastern Sky which is uh, sweet mellowy kind of track Uh, so um, it sets a fun trip it's like listening to a mini Ninja Gaiden-ish kind of yeah. thing. I mean, it's like you beat the boss and then now you're watching the ending cutscene with Ryu and Irene yeah, exactly. or something and the sun's rising or setting depending on which game you're playing. Yeah. Um, no, it's beautiful and I think that song is quite nice. And uh, again, storedupraidwave.net, check it out. But we wanted to, uh, we were talking over the weekend about what we could discuss this week since we're kind of in between big news beats for Brave Wave. Obviously, we've discussed the Street Fighter Two definitive vinyls coming later in March. Um, we'll have other announcements to make on other albums hopefully in the future soon but uh to kind of have a more fun topic that's more general uh we were going to discuss the idea of how people these days find the time to play watch and listen to all the stuff that we have access to now because as a kid of the 80s like born in 1980 i you know there were i grew up with three tv channels and there were like no computers in anybody's houses and the reason you kind of grew up knowing a lot about this show or that show or got really good at Zelda one is cause like, that's kind of all there was. And you couldn't turn to an infinite number of distractions. And now today it's hard to even, well, Oh, the show's only six episodes. I'll never finish it. Like if it takes more than 45 mm-hmm. minutes, it's over. Um, yeah. so I just wanted to talk about, uh, how everybody deals with that and how you find the time, especially when you got to work full time or in some cases, two jobs, uh, to where you find the time to unwind and and actually watch and consume this stuff. Yeah, I think uh, I think it would depend on each person's um, interests and hobbies, and of course how many jobs they have. And uh, personally, like uh, when I was in high school and college, I always dreamed of getting a job, not just because of the money, but because you know I, I wouldn't be just worrying about tests all the time. And uh, I thought I would just. Uh, have time for myself because when you get back from college or basically high school or anything uh like you have responsibilities you have things to do which is you know study for the exam or do the homework and and that at that age you would think that okay when i have a job uh, i would like i would finish whatever i have there and then when i'm home like that that's my time i can do anything uh, i want with it and that is true most of the time but what i discovered is that um i mean right now of course i have a full-time job of seven to three uh, i wake up five in the morning uh, uh, for a lot of reasons so it's, it's kind of like five to three and uh i also have brave wave on the side so usually at work i i can look at brave wave stuff uh but i can't obviously i can't read i can't like play games i can't do any of that so when I'm home, I have maybe, I don't know, five to six hours, maybe one, one and a half of that is just me going and doing my daily run. Some of that is just food and 
I like to, you know, eat and watch something. So I'd have maybe every day four hours of like time that I can dedicate to something. But the thing is, most of the time I would either um, have to do some Brave Wave stuff. And even if I'm not doing that, like the sheer uh, amount of freedom sometimes is crippling because yeah. I love music and I also love video games and I love TV shows and I have a lot of movies and uh, I read a lot. And the, like a, f- a few months ago, I started getting into photography uh, seriously. So I'm reading uh, about that. I have two books of photography I'm reading. I'm trying to understand it all. So usually like, I would just sit and think, okay, like, do I want to read my book of fiction right now? Or do I want to read this nonfiction book about like copywriting, which is like what I usually read for Brave Wave, sometimes like business books, copywriting, design, all of that. Or do I want to read my photography book? Or do I want to watch, you know, HBO, do I want to play? And just that cycle alone is just troubling that sometimes I end up doing nothing. Yeah, I think um, that's a big part of it is there's a lot of like paralyzed with indecision now. And mm. that's what then leads you to like, well, I guess I'll just play threes again or uh, (laughs) like I'll try one more rounded down well or something. And then you end up just like, well, I'll now open Twitter and then now I'll open Facebook and Instagram. It's just like, like the feeling of like I could be doing infinite things, but once I choose one, I've now committed to it, and I feel in the back of my head the others are suffering because of it. So, yes. but if I sit here and look at my phone, I'm somehow not letting myself down or neglecting any of those things because the phone like doesn't count as doing anything. So somehow in my mind, that's like the the ultimate distraction, and it's probably for the worst. I think. Yeah, the phone is is a huge distraction, and uh, I talked about this with Marco uh, uh, a lot, uh, our engineer. And uh, uh, that the phone, the thing is, uh, using the phone is kind of like meditation in the worst possible way. Uh, but in the sense that you don't really feel it, you don't. It's just it's on a subconscious level, but you end up losing a lot of time and. Uh, uh, I became conscious about this. Uh, I mean, it's a cycle of being conscious about it and not caring about it and then being yeah. conscious again. So last year, I, I muted a lot of accounts. Uh, I, I followed a lot of people. Uh, I deleted Snapchat because it's one of those things that I realized that it's not really adding much to my day and it's just taking a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to like trim my time on the phone and on the computer. But even then, I mean, like if you, if, if I look at, my time with games right now i'm playing tactics ogre which is a long and uh, tough uh, strategy rpg and i'm also playing digimon uh, another rpg kind of persona like game on ps4 and uh fire emblem another strategy strategy rpg uh game that's coming out I, i think it came out already um it did here yeah yeah, I expect to get my copy maybe early March uh, because I ordered the special edition and uh, it's late for some reason. And the thing is, I don't want to start Fire Emblem until I'm done with Tactics Ogre. And I really wish I can finish Tactics Ogre quickly, but I can't because I don't have a lot of time. It's, it's yeah. one of those games that easily can, can take 30, 40, 50 hours uh, of, uh, uh, until you can beat it. And other than the fire emblem i also have uh street fighter 5 which oh, yeah. maybe like like maybe it's not the kind of demanding game just because you can play it anytime you want alone with your friends yeah. uh, with my brothers but even then uh, if i want to be really good I, 
not even really good. If I just want to be good and have fun with Street Fighter, I need to invest some time into that. So just that uh, process of deciding which game I want to play and which game, which new game I want to start, um, sometimes just uh, frustrates me. Uh, and one one more example is I have Firewatch, which is uh, oh, yeah. a new independent game by Campo Santo. I think the the name of the team. Uh, it's uh, well, re- well received. People seem to like it, and uh, I, th- I think it would take three to five hours to finish. And even though I know it won't take a lot of time, I'm afraid of starting it just because I already started a lot of games. And if I don't finish it like in a day or two, then I yeah. will probably just what would end up happening is what happened with everybody's come to the rapture, which is <laughs> I simply forgot about it. And now if I went back and like started the game, I would kind of not be in the mood of the game itself. Like the, like all the conversations, all the atmosphere that I was drenched in, I'm now so uh, far away from it. So, like I said before, it I, I just end up either watching uh, on Netflix or HBO just because it's the easiest kind of activity you can do. It it, it doesn't demand anything from you. All you have to do is just sit. Uh, on your sofa and just play an episode or two or three yeah. while with games and especially books. Uh, I, th- I think the thing with games is you will have to work your brain. And with b- books, if you're the slightest bit of tired or, 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 or like not feeling it, you will probably fall asleep yeah. on the fourth, fifth, sixth page. So yeah. it's, it's like- just that. It's, it's the stress. The stress is just having you know a demanding job or in my case, two jobs. And having so many interests, so many hobbies that I, I I can't get to doing what I want. I mean, it's not that I'm not doing it, but most of the time I would just feel like I have a lot of categories. And inside of those, I have like subcategories, like a lot of games, a lot of books, a lot of uh, shows that it, it, it feels like a burden to me most of the time. Yeah, and then you have to find somehow to cram all that in what sounds like only a few hours in between the day job and making sure all the Brave Wave wheels are turning. And then obviously you have to eat and hygiene and this, that. And then now you're left with like, okay, I've got uh, 60 minutes of actual entertainment time and my interests yes. now span multiple disciplines. Um, and it's difficult to cram all that in. I think I had a my most recent kind of wake up call of that, I mean, I knew what was going on, but like uh, Mario and Luigi Paper Jam came out and it came out right as I went on vacation and a group mm. of friends, we all went to New Orleans and even though we stacked the day pretty full and got up, you know, and were out the door and seeing sights and touring cemeteries and doing a lot of fun stuff, you're still you're still on vacation, so you end up with downtime, which is some of my favorite is like you just use being on vacation as an excuse to sit in a hotel room sometimes and like, no, right now I I know I'm in a city. I don't know, but I don't care. Uh, and over the course of a week, put about 10, I mean, plus also the flights there and the flights are about four hours. So I was able Mm. to get like 12 hours into paper jam in just a week. And I was Mm. pretty happy with that. And then the moment I got back, I played barely two hours because Mm. it's in like three weeks. I barely added even two because now I'm home and it's, you know, we're doing all the laser time stuff with uh, with, with our, our Patreon over there and all of our podcasts and shows and streams and YouTube. And then uh, we do Brave Wave. And then there's obviously either fixing or going to dinner. And when all that stuff 
is done. It, well, it's also strange because I, you know, this is the first time I haven't had a nine to five ish like go to the office, sit down. Like I've, you know, since mm-hmm. I was eighteen, had that kind of job um, where you had to be somewhere. I mean, some way sixteen, uh, mm-hmm. like be somewhere at a time and work. And then not till I was thirty five did I have a make your own hours thing. And I find that now, it, while it is liberating, there's that feeling of work kind of spreads infinitely in all directions. And even though, yes. yeah, technically it's after five or six or seven and I shouldn't really be working, I do think like, well, if I get this done now, that's one less thing I got to do exactly. tomorrow. But then yeah. because it's my own hours, I will find some other weird thing to fill the gap the next day anyway. So yes. it's my only answer is get up at, is still get up at like 7.15 or 7.30 and have coffee and then try to watch I just keep watching Bloodborne lore videos on YouTube. I don't know why that's mm-hmm. where I keep going, but um, it is <laughs> the most fun distraction I have right now. But yeah, it, it, it's gotten even harder with with this you know quote unquote free time, where I feel like I play fewer games now than I ever did, and that kind of got started. Uh, I mean, when I was a games journalist for six, seven years, it was both good and bad because every week you're kind of moving on to a new thing. So it, it put the pressure on me to, well, I have to finish this this week because next week more games come out and I need to kind of, I do need to be knowledgeable. And if I'm reviewing this game, I need to finish it. Or if we're going to, if we're going to do a best of something, I need to know what I'm talking about. And I know if I don't finish this within a week or two, it's going to be a problem because the backlog is actually my job, not just a, you know, Thing that you kind of think of like oh man i never did finish dragon quest 8 and it's 11 yes. years ago but uh yeah. <laughs> i'll totally finish it someday i promise it's like oh i didn't finish gears 2 uh but next week is something else and now uh well i've got to stay up till three in the morning and finish gears you know it's yes. when it was my yes, job definitely. it was uh a little bit more motivating um because you couldn't really play in the office because in the office hours you're writing and in meetings mm. and whatever then at capcom it, i felt like i got kind of freed of that. We're like, I don't have to play everything. I can just choose like four games a year that I love and spend a ton of time on these just four games. So now mm-hmm. I think I've played fewer games than I have in my life. I just spend more time on them in that time. So like when I get a free hour, the odds of me starting a brand new game, not very good. Like I haven't played any Far Cry's, any Assassin's Creed. I never played Metal Gear yeah. Solid Five. Just to- whole huge blank spots. But then like you want to talk about monster hunter or the souls games or bloodborne or mass effect or a hand or zelda like a metroid a handful of things that i've like these are the things that i've handpicked are going to be my things and i just i feel like that maybe that helped because then mm. then i know like oh new thing is out normally i would feel this urge to get involved like with fire emblem like oh i like fire emblem but you know eh, kind of gotta let that one go because yeah. i know what'll happen if i start i won't finish it yeah yeah exactly and um i think uh Maybe unexpected advice would be to choose, I don't know, two, three, four things and stick with them and let the rest go. But the thing is, I really love all of the things that I love right now. Oh, I, mean, yeah. I, I love reading fiction a lot. Um, I, I meet my friends every week. We mostly discuss books. Uh, I like most of them just stop playing games. Only only one of them is, is like up to date with games and consoles and all of that. So we just end up like discussing writers and fiction, all of that. So I love that part of uh, you know reading. And then I also enjoy reading nonfiction just because it's uh, an efficient way to 
learn things that I want to learn, especially for, for, you know, stuff like Brave Wave, uh, about design, everything. And uh, I also have photography, which it's it's a new thing, but I've always been interested in it. And uh, I, I, I really enjoy it. And I don't want to give it up. Uh, it, it, it's given me a reason to kind of look at, especially traveling with a different mm. eye, because instead of just taking iPhone photos uh, and, and like uploading stuff to Snapchat right now, I'm trying to just uh, find a way to take a good photograph with my camera or, yeah. or even an iPhone. It doesn't make it. and and then uh you know films and tv shows maybe maybe they're not as demanding as games because they're really easy much easier i think to to just watch um yeah with a show you can like just trickle one episode a day or even just like three episodes a week Uh, and with a movie you just need like you you can it'll it's probably easier to convince yourself that okay for the next two hours, I'm gonna sit and just watch a movie. But with a game, sometimes, like again, the the, the, the crippling feeling of okay, yeah. If I start, do this... I play like like do do I play Street Fighter uh, five for maybe I don't know twenty thirty matches? And is that like is that a good way to waste those two hours, or should I read, or should I play Tactics Ogre? But well, tactics ogre battles take a lot of time, so it's probably just maybe four battles in those two hours. So that like analyzing mode is is bad to me with with games, just because I just keep th- thinking about what's the best way to spend the next thirty minutes or an hour or two hours with something. And uh, I'm conscious about having so many things that I like and maybe it's a good advice to try and trim that down but at the same time i think uh, i just i just i I love them all equally and i can't choose uh something to quit and one thing i did last year is um i enrolled in a japanese class yeah uh, i was gonna say uh yeah Yeah. i think we both have a brand new uh, uh thing on our plates that is also a constant source of guilt that we're not doing Yes, and and the thing is, uh, when I started the Japanese class uh, last year, I like I decided, like I just say to myself, okay, I'm not gonna read any book in those three months, just because I really can't, I can't be reading and studying at the same time. It would be confusing to me, and I did that. But right now, I'm in a spree of like finishing a book, maybe uh, a week, which is uh, an achievement for me in these days. So I'm in the middle of a book right now, and I'm enjoying it, and I'm, like, I'm already planning the next book that I want to read. And uh, just today, like just an hour ago, my brother came to me and told me, you know, tomorrow is the last day to register for the Japanese class. And I just broke down. I told him, you know, yeah. screw this. I, I, I can't do it because, look, if, if I registered for this class, I won't be able to travel for the next three months. Or I could travel and miss classes and then feel guilty and then I'd have to sit with you and you'd have to teach me. Yeah all over again and of course i won't have the same time to dedicate to games to books or to everything and the thing is i told him like remember when we were like when we were studying level one like we had this constant guilt uh, on us because when i'm at work i would think okay right now i don't have anything to do and my supervisor doesn't mind me picking up my japanese book but ah do i really want to do that or maybe i should just open twitter and and like this this constant feeling of i should be doing i should be studying but i'm not 
is awful and uh, it stayed with me for three months and uh, those three months i didn't play a lot i didn't uh, read a lot uh, which which i mean it's normal it's, it's, it's a huge undertaking to be uh learning a new language but i just told him like if we started i wouldn't be able to finish any game any book anything and he he managed to convince me to uh to register again just because oh good uh, I mean, he told me, well, if we don't register now, the only time we'll be able to register with the university is in September or October. And like, do you really want to space, have a space of, of like almost a year between level one and level two? Because by then you would probably have like forgot everything you have learned from level one. So he got me with that. And, and I decided to go tomorrow with him to uh, uh, register for a level two and and. I'm, I'm kind of excited for that, but like even something as seemingly simple as like just two classes a week, uh, like the Japanese uh, uh, class, is just gonna change my whole dynamics, like my whole yeah. uh, free free time because I'd be studying more, learning like uh, uh, memori- memorizing the letters and all of that. So being a grown up is just mostly that, just managing your time and finding the best way to. Uh, do the things that you uh, love, uh, and uh, maybe maybe one thing that I see a lot of people recommend is to kind of limit your social time with other people. And uh, I mean, I get that, and I try to do it a lot. Uh, I don't. I normally don't go out. Uh, the weekdays, I have. Uh, I need to go out with my friends uh, once a week. I think. I think it's just healthy. Yeah. Uh, but like, like, even if I quit that, like, I would just have one day of 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 of, of just constant doubt and and, and <laughs> guilt and uh, and just just pondering over which game I want to play. So I mean, it's not that I'm not playing anything or I'm not reading. I'm doing all of that, but it's just realizing that uh, you know, being a grown up is is not as as awesome as you think it is. Just because if you're anything like us. With, with a lot of different hobbies you just you just don't have the time for them unlike before i mean when you're a student you have a summer vacation and if you if you didn't enroll in a summer class then you'd have like three four months of of doing anything you want and i think that's really fun and a lot of people uh, i mean me included just think of the uh games that we play in the summer uh, i think i played Detroit prime this summer i played uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of, of my favorite games, like the Pokemon games, a lot of them, I just played them when I had nothing to do. And But, like, taking that away from you and just giving you, depending on where you work, 15, 20, 30 days of, of, of uh, vacation days is not enough. And I'm single, so <laughs> I just I, I can't even imagine how life would be if I if I, like, had a lot of extra responsibilities yeah we uh when we watch uh, tv at night it's usually trying you know what's something that we both want to watch because uh while i want to keep up with you know things like you know a lot of the comic book shows i'm trying to like figure out which of the ones i actually want to bother sticking with but like you know i like mm. flash and i like agent carter pretty well um mm. but is that something that is a good use of both of our time probably not but so then I got to well, we'll watch something else, but then I got to find some other time where well, how how can I catch up with uh, you know Agent Carter or Shield or whatever. Um, but instead, what that does, at least for me, it does get me to watch things I normally wouldn't have because I, I I just always end up veering towards the same 
genres over and over again and this way at least end up seeing movies and and shows um like right now i think it's just started its second season at least on netflix in the u.s but a french show called the return Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah that's amazing yeah i watched the first season yeah we just started that and i'm like i totally would have just skipped over that and never you know what i don't care that's some normal looking people on the cover who cares like can any of them shoot lasers or have claws in their arms and i don't care like which I don't know when that is what took over, but I think that's how I got back into wrestling. I'm just like, I need comics, or I need uh, like dramatic theatrics and ridiculous costumes, and if they don't have yes. it, I don't want it. And <laughs> so now I'm trying to get like back into, you know, I finally finished Breaking Bad, and I watched all of like The Shield and, and things that are more down to earth. Um, mm. But yeah, it, it does end up taking a lot of time. I am thankful, though, every time I, I get caught in this topic for too long, I just sort of think of like, you know what it was like even a generation ago or even two generations ago of like our parents didn't even have the luxury of having these conversations let alone like Obviously. i just have i just have yeah. all these interests and all this time to pursue them it's more like well they like my parents were like a you know truck driver and teacher and it's like the most regular everyday hard working jobs you can get and then you come home and it's like yeah i was on my feet all day the only interest i have is sitting down the the idea that i'm gonna go i'm gonna go ride my bike this weekend of course i'm not i'm gonna like go spend my money on something that i really want because all i do is work and be tired all day um and just thankful that i'm not that they worked through all that not just my parents but kind of that whole prior generation of people uh did work through the 70s and 80s such that we could have these relatively cushy existences uh today yeah, I mean, even my, my, my father worked for uh, 37 years before he retired. I think he retired two years ago. And uh, I do remember that when he got back from work, I mean, I, I work in the same company. So like he, he wakes up five in the morning, he gets back four uh, p.m. And uh, like usually he'd get back, have lunch and basically just 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 relax on the sofa maybe he'd watch tv maybe he'd listen to music but like it it wasn't a conscious yeah uh, a conscious conscious effort of trying to think okay how do i want to spend my time of course he he, he didn't think like that uh yeah. if, if he doesn't have any errands to run if he doesn't have anything uh any obligations he just relax and uh obviously obviously we're really privileged to have all these amazing uh ways to spend time and uh i mean i did complain a lot not to say that i'm not enjoying um uh, what i do and uh, actually today um uh, today i didn't have work so uh i woke up i did read a little bit a little bit and then um uh, my mom is planning to maybe travel to iran in April and she wants me to go with her and and uh, yesterday I was discussing uh, an Iranian movie called A Separation which is uh, I think it's an award winning movie it's popular people love it a lot mm. uh, and uh, I, I I never saw it so I just decided well I'm in the mood for Iranian things so let's let's uh, see it and it was a psychological thing really interesting really beautiful uh, I enjoyed it and. Usually, um, usually when I watch movies, just because they're long, I tend to pick up my phone, unlock it, go to Twitter, just passively doing two things. But uh, today I, I forced myself not to do that. I put my phone in uh, do not disturb mode. Like I watched the whole thing just in, in one uh, set and then uh, finished from that, played uh, uh, tactics over a little bit and like, 
the whole like the whole day of reading and watching a movies uh watching a movie and uh playing was really just i, I didn't think much about it i just decided to do this and do that and yeah. i thought this is nice like i need to do more of that and that yeah. If I'm if I want to play tactics ogre, I should just do that and enjoy that and stop. Like I, I need to own my decision instead of saying, "Well, I'm really playing tactics ogre, but I kind of want to play these all, all these other games." But uh, today was 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 a, a good exercise and just trying to enjoy what I have instead of just playing something or watching something or reading something just so I can say, "Well." I'm done with that, and let's go to the next uh, next thing. And I think with, with with games, especially, I have that just because I have a lot of games. I mean, a lot of new games that I have yet to start. I have Gravity Rush uh, remastered on PS4. Oh, I have yeah. Paper Jam. Uh, I, I have Donkey Country on the Wii U. I have a lot of other games that I have yet to play, and it's like just seeing those uh, sealed games make me feel that. Right now, with video games, I'm in a state where I just want to finish them so I can take them off, like put yeah. them back in the box and start the next one. And I think one way for me to, to uh, enjoy is to just forget about the backlog and forget about everything and just try to play and enjoy uh, what I'm currently uh, playing. And yeah. uh, wh- one thing that I'm trying to do, which is really, truly not easy uh, to do, is to quit a game if I'm not... Not not enjoying it, but if I feel like I'm done with it, uh, or or that I'm not not enjoying it that much, because I'm used to playing a game to finish it, uh, yeah. even if it's a super long RPG. I can't play something, or I can't play like Mario, a Mario game, and just finish five words out of eight. Like I, I would feel something is really broken. But I want to try and embrace like picking up an RPG game, playing maybe most of it. Then feeling like okay, I, I I got the experience that I need and that's it. But that's gonna be hard to hard to do, especially that none of my brothers and sisters do that. Like we we all play games, finish them, talk about them together. So trying to get in the mood of just playing for fun and not actually finishing is really uh, tough. Yeah. Have you have you ever actually done that? You know, lately I feel like that's what I'm doing. Like when I mentioned, yeah, like music. I'm oh, you know I. Like I tried Xenoblade's uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X and mm. went in totally like ready like oh this is the one I'm I'm you know I I'm I'm in between Monster Hunters obviously because for you is over you know almost two years old at this point or one year old man I, I can't even mm. man my cap my time at Capcom is like a decompression chamber I don't know how much yeah, yeah. time has passed uh, but. I was I was just ready for like another dense thing, and I got mm. like two hours into it. I'm just like, nope, I tried, and <laughs> I'm just yeah. making that adult decision that I'm not going to force this. I'm going to go play Paper Jam, which will be fun and colorful and kind of silly, and in between that, I'll just be playing Bloodborne a third time, and that's mm. that's what I've decided. It does – this did – when you were talking about that, it didn't remind me, though. Uh, one thing I don't do – I do not like multitasking at all with this kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. like some friends of mine will like watch a movie and then play like a 3DS game with the volume down or that, that's awful. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah. And, you're, and then the retention of these two things is going to be terrible because yes, you did watch that movie and yes, you did play that game, but you know, no matter how good you think you are at that stuff, like that is not how consciousness and minds work. Like, 
you might you yeah. might you might recall bits and pieces, but like I, I don't think your retention of that stuff is going to be that great. Yeah, um, just a few days ago, my brother um, like he sent a video in our chat group uh, conversation, and in the video, like he, he wanted to show us that Digimon f- boss that he's fighting, and I can see that like you know he's playing Digimon on on the TV, and I can see his <laughs> iPad playing some 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 show. And I immediately thought, "Wow, how can you even do that?" <laughs> and, and, and later on, like without me mentioning it, mentioning it, he said that you know the music gets boring, so I just just want to do something else. But I get that. But to me, the only way of actually multitasking is if I'm maybe grinding in an RPG. Yeah. Uh, and what, what I do is I just play a podcast. Yeah. Like I would just substitute the music w- w- with a podcast. And that's the only way for me to, to multitask. Uh, and I mean, I mentioned today, like, uh, like watching a movie and sometimes like having this edge to pause and, and, and uh, play with my phone. But usually it's, it's not actual playing. It's like just wanting to see what's on the notifications. And like, I would see an important email and I would just like, uh, uh, like tab on it, read it, and then uh, put my phone back. But even that to me is just too much because uh, multitasking is is kind of, of. I mean, you would think that you're tricking the universe into doing more stuff, but you really won't be yeah. won't be accomplishing much. And and I think it's just too no too much noise. I mean, just the act of playing a game is demanding enough. So watching yeah. a show and playing a game at the same time is just insane. Yeah, grinding an RPG or like any repetitive task, like I have to fill out mm. this Excel grid or I have to file all this paperwork, any like mechanical task that doesn't require like act, you know, concentration is a tricky word, I guess, yes. to use there. But like that's when you can listen to music in the background or a podcast. And it's like, that's what I'm more paying attention to. And the the process that I'm physically mechanically doing is kind of almost automatic. I'm not, which is also how you can make mistakes that way. But yeah, yeah. it's easier to do than like I'm gonna watch this screen while I listen to that screen and then try to tell you what happened in both of them later. I'm sure some people magically can do it better than others, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I I just like the purity of like even when I want to listen to a game soundtrack for the first time, it's like I'm not gonna put it on and then read something like i'm gonna put it on and it, and at most i'll like clean off the table or something something that's like i yeah. know i know these forks go here these plates go here this thing like it's a total mechanical like you know uh yes you know basic biological response of like this thing mm-hmm. goes here and then that's that's all i'm thinking about but i can listen to an album while i do that but yeah yeah, the tricky thing about uh, albums, uh, which is uh, which is why I mostly don't listen to podcasts and un- unless I'm like running or uh, driving the cars, because when I'm listening to something, it's maybe maybe it's just in this day and age, it's it's, it's tough for me to focus on just listening because I would I would I mean especially on, on my Mac, uh, if I if I start a new album, I would like I would. Look at all the like right now. I'm looking at maybe 20 app icons that are just sitting in the dark. So if I'm listening to something, like my eyes would wander around, then it would go on the bottom of that dock, and I would just start playing around with apps. Maybe I'd go to Gmail, and slowly, I'm out of 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 you know my concentration of wanting to listen to that album. Yeah. So what what I usually do is just uh, I mean I do listen to to. Uh, like new music albums on the disc, desktop, but mostly it's the, the, when driving, when running, because that's I feel that that's the only time where 
I'm doing something that I can't actually do anything else with because if I'm running, obviously I can't use my phone, I can't play with my phone, I can't check email, I can't do any of that. And uh, lately, I've been running with with an iBot Touch that you know doesn't have a SIM card, which means I don't really have any connectivity aside from the podcast app and the music app. And uh, uh, I, I like I was listening to a podcast. Um, and it had only like six minutes to uh, to to for the episode to finish. And I thought, okay, I'm just gonna listen to those six episodes while I rest uh, before I prepare dinner. And in those like six minutes, I can't remember what what the hosts were discussing, just because I was in my room and I started like doing stuff, uh, picking up stuff, and uh, sitting yeah. in my computer trying to prepare my stuff for work tomorrow. So. Uh, there are things that uh, I definitely can't uh, can't uh, can't like sit still for uh, like music, which which is kind of uh, annoying because I do love music a lot and I do miss uh, like in, in high school, middle school, where I used to buy an album like a cassette or even a CD, and I would just like I remember I would do nothing like I would just yeah. play like put the cassette in the uh, cassette player and like push the play button and I would just like read the booklet, like read all the lyrics and for some of the albums that don't have lyrics, I would just sit and close my eyes and actually listen and I would like spend the whole day just listening to an album but these days I just can't do that yeah, the only Uh, time I can do that anymore is like on a flight where I'm like alright, I saved this album just to be here on the plane, put my headphones on and I'm going to close my eyes and I'm in a vacuum tube, (laughs) 30,000 feet in the air and I'm listening to like David Bowie's new album, like that would, to me was a great way to like. There is no, I'm on a plane. I can't possibly do anything else. Um, so yeah. here I go. I'm this magical mind journey with the, his final album. Yes, and uh, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at like stuff around me, and and I am very very conscious of just having too much, like too much things that I love, and I I I, I and I keep being fascinated about like new things that I want to try but I know I should just like limit myself to what I actually have right now just because it's awful when when, <laughs> when you just have too much I mean I already have too much and I just love them all but I think that okay I should just keep with what I have instead of uh, just piling up with, with new interests and hobbies and um, I think I think one of the big it's not a motivator to me. Maybe it is to some people. One of the things that's really uh, just make me feel awful, make me feel guilty is when I look at my um, collection of either books or games or uh, movies and realize that I haven't touched like most of these and I don't know if I will like finish some of them in this year, like whole year. And, and especially with books because, you know, movies uh, – like I said, movies, TV shows are much easier. Games are challenging, but books—they just books yeah. to me are the most difficult things to to go through. Even though I'm a fast reader, just because like you have to be awake. And if you didn't sleep well yesterday, then yeah. you can't read well today. Like you would actually feel sleepy. And uh, uh, the thing is, I like, I love going to uh, uh, bookstores and especially the Kino Konia, oh, yeah. which, which is. Uh, yeah, we we have it in Dubai, and usually I would just go to Dubai just to visit Kinokania. And uh, in my first few years, like uh, as an employee, maybe seven, six years ago, I would go with a, 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 a like a big bag that has nothing, and I would return with 
tons of books and art books and and figures and all of that and and I just love being inside a bookstore and like going through everything from art books to like literature and nonfiction and all of that. But in my recent like two trips to Dubai, I, I bought almost uh, bought almost nothing just because like I look at the books that I want and then I realize that I have maybe a hundred hundred books uh, in my room and maybe maybe sixty movies that I didn't see in Kuwait and I just think, well, do I really need that or do I just want it for the sake of like yeah. feeling that I have it? But uh, I mean, I'm I'm trying I'm trying to kind of enjoy and let go of all those uh, weird feelings and just uh, enjoy the stuff that I have like I did today. Yeah. Just just doing them, enjoying them without without too much thinking. There's a nice book. Uh, I think it's a couple years old at this point, but then uh, she just had a new one. I forget the author's name, but that Konmari Method book. Um, yes. They did about sparking joy and all that. Like if you – and we, we really took it to heart uh, where we – you know, have been like slowly getting rid of tons of stuff. Like, you know, I've, you know, amassed a a large collection of games over the years and books and books about games and movies and books about movies and, and like so much stuff. Um, but in the past couple of years, it's been more about like simplifying and getting rid of a lot of stuff that I thought like, Oh, well I have to keep that. That's, that's because this collection or I'm going to play that someday. And it's like, well, let me, uh, let me start to be real with myself here. Uh, I'll never play that game again. And I did enjoy it, but I don't need a copy of Red Dead Redemption anymore. I will Mm -hmm. never put it back in my 360 and play through the entire thing again. And the, I I don't know the idea that like the disc has any sentimental value. I don't, Mm. I don't know that it does. So I, uh, you know, I have all the memories with me and if I want to think about it, I can just Google image search like, Oh yeah, I remember, I remember Marsden. He was (laughs) was a cool dude. And then that's enough. Like, you know, I've, I've seen, you know, I'm trying to, oh, it didn't work. I was trying to think of a movie off the top of my head, like E.T. E.T. was fun, and then I don't own E.T., and I don't need to own E.T. I, it's 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 kind of like in that same part of my brain where I want to keep the things that, like, still have a lot of value, like a lot of NES games and Super NES games from back in the day, or, you know, Zelda's my thing, trying to collect specific Zelda items is, is still worthwhile, but do I need a collection of 300 NES games? Nah, I don't need that anymore so thin that out quite a bit and i don't know and then you're left with like i don't know this clarity of mind that kind of freed me from adding more things to collect uh also Mm -hmm. leaving a desk since i don't have a desk job anymore uh that -hmm. also cleansed my desire to like i need more black costume spider-man stuff for my desk and (laughs) and now i'm like "Uh, i'll just keep the three statues and like four figures instead of literally 70 figures on my desk at all times Huh. Yeah, I, I remember um, maybe eight years ago uh, before before I uh, actually no, it was seven years ago uh, when I was first uh, employed. I remember one of my friends going to Malaysia and he told me there are a lot of like figures in here, and he knows that I love figures, so he told me like, "Do you have anything in mind?" And I told him, "Okay, anything related to Mega Man, Metroid, and Street Fighter." Don't ask. Don't send me pictures. Just buy. And <laughs> I will pay you everything. And um, uh, sometime last year, when I was uh, cleaning up my room, and I looked at all those Street Fighter uh, awful, awful figures that he bought me, and I just <laughs> like thought, why am I keeping those? I mean, I hate them, and they're not good. And I mean, I have some really cool Street Fighter figures, but 
maybe they're just four and really small and I have like 20, 30 items that are just really small figurines that I'm just keeping because I bought them and I got rid of all of them. And another thing that I'm trying to do is, um, you know that Criterion Collection, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, from time to time, I think maybe once or twice a year, they hold uh, 50% off uh, sale. And what I do is, when I see that, just because I know it's a rare thing that they do, I would go to the site and I would order movies that I don't know, but like I would either buy movies that like some of my friends have recommended, or maybe I know the director, or maybe like this looks interesting just from the... Uh, screenshots and the uh, cover art but what I decided to do this year with the Criterion Collection is well I already have a lot of Criterion Collection movies that I didn't see and also I have a Hulu uh, subscription and Hulu they, uh, they, they have I think most if not all of the Criterion Collection films and so what I decided to do is if I want a Criterion Collection movie I would watch it at Hulu, and uh, if I like it enough to want to own a, a, a copy, then I would buy it. And if not, then it's fine. I don't yeah. need to own every single thing. And I mean, I love the Criterion Collection movies, and I like uh, I love uh, just. Uh, uh, last week, I finished a movie that uh, was recommended to me. So I finished with that. Uh, the day after, I saw the movie again with the commentary. And then, like, the day after that, I, like, opened the booklet, read through the essay, the director interview. But that, that's nice. I love that. But at the same time, it's worth it to just watch a movie. And if it's really so good, then I could just, like, put it in a list. And whenever they do a sale, I would buy it instead of just going and buying a lot of random things that might be good, might be not, just because they're cheap. And uh, I've been doing that a lot, of, a lot with games, uh, not so much with books. Uh, I mean, I have a lot of books, but uh, I don't think like that with them. But with games, I remember I bought Sunset Overdrive on Xbox One just because it was, I think it was like 20 bucks, 15, mm. 15 bucks. And I don't even have an Xbox One. And now I'm thinking <laughs> I will never buy an Xbox One. But I just... Like I looked at that price and I thought, well, I can't let that just go away, Ooh. and I and I got it. And um, the thing is, uh, um, Amazon right now. I mean, I'm trying to to really uh, be uh, careful with new things that I buy. But Amazon, they they have this new thing where if you buy a new game, uh, like if you pre-order it or if you buy it in the in the like. Uh, two weeks of launch they will give you the game for for 20% off yeah. so instead of paying 30 bucks on fire emblem you can get it for 31 i think and that is a really sexy deal yeah. and that is making me buy a few games that i don't really need right now but it's cheap yeah it but, did make me pre-order that Twilight Princess HD remaster, yeah. even though like I finished the Cube one and the Wii one. I reviewed the Wii one, like that's the first game I visited Nintendo. For. Like I, I couldn't have, I couldn't have more exposure to Twilight Princess and no need to play it again. And it was like, well, it comes with that Midna amiibo, and it's like ten or twenty percent off if I pre-order it. So uh, yeah, I guess I will. Yeah, exactly. It's it's really tempting and. Uh, I mean, I love the Harvest Moon games, so when I look at that Popolo Kroos oh, yeah. game, which is, it's kind of like, it's a, it's a, it's a uh, cross between Popolo Kroos and uh, Harvest Moon, and 
I went to my brother, I told him about it, and you know, we were reminiscing about our times with Harvest Moon back in the SNES and PS1 days, so we decided to get it. And the the first thing that actually got me really interested is like I, I, I like I tapped on it with the Amazon app and then I looked that I looked at that twenty percent off and I just thought, well, maybe I need to convince my brother to get this game and I don't know if I'll finish it, but it's it's cheaper. So like even even when you try to be conscious, like you like your brain will find new things to justify buying new games. Oh, but yeah. still I'm, I'm I'm trying to to become better about it. Oh yeah. So this is about the time where we wrap the show up, and uh, mm-hmm. I would encourage you guys listening, uh, go to bravewave.net slash wavelength slash four for the fourth episode of the show, and uh, fingers crossed, I will enable the comments. We haven't done it on the blog before up to this point, but I'm going to try to uh, push them live for this article such that you guys listening can chime in on, we kind of jumped all over the place towards the last 10 minutes or so, but just mm. how it is you find time to one find time for all your hobbies whether they're games or biking or photography whatever they might be in an era where you have effectively an infinite number of things you could be doing at any given time rather than merely just downtime from a hard day at work um Mm -hmm. so yeah bravewave.net slash wavelength slash four is where you'll be able to find the page for this Uh, of course also you can subscribe to us on itunes and leave a rating and a review there um, Brave Wave Music on Twitter, uh, and I'm Broston on Twitter, and I also do the uh, VG Empire Game Music Podcast. That's VG Empire on Twitter. Um, and yeah, what have you got uh, that you want to plug there? I'm Robokick on Twitter, and um, uh, actually, please leave us an iTunes review. It would uh, it would help us a lot, especially that this is a new podcast, and uh, it would get people to discover us and if enough people voted for the podcast we would hopefully appear in the like hot a new section yeah which would be hot and amazing yeah. and um yeah that's it yeah and we'll uh, be back in a couple weeks with another episode um yes. ag- again uh we do have some more uh cool projects to talk about this year um this is just kind of one of our downtime episodes but hopefully you enjoyed this kind of you know, apropos of nothing, uh, just a general discussion of what what was on our minds. Um, but yeah, let mm. us know. And if the comment thing doesn't work out, obviously Brave Wave uh, Music on Twitter is a good way uh, to contact us as well, um, or our respective personal Twitters. Um, but again, thank you for listening. Thanks for supporting Brave Wave, and uh, we'll catch you in a couple weeks. 